The best way to experience something in life is for yourself. And Firestone tires were built for getting out there. For three-day weekends. And for testing the waters. Try Firestone tires for 90 days. If you're not fully satisfied, we'll refund or replace. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone. John Boyle has truly made his life about service to the tire industry. John grew up in the business working for his father, Jerry Captain Boyle, who founded Inglewood Tire Distributors with a partner in 1945. John worked his way up through the ranks to take over the family business and become president of Inglewood Tire from the late 90s to 2011 when he sold his wholesale businesses. Currently, John is president of ETD Discount Tire Centers with eight locations in northern New Jersey. JB! Johnny G, how you doing today? If I would have said to you 37 years ago that someday in the future, we're going to be doing something called a podcast that will talk about our lives in the tire industry, and there'll be something called the internet so that thousands of our family and friends can watch it, what would you have said? Are you crazy? Welcome to Johnny G and Friends. I'm Johnny G, and on today's podcast, we're joined by my good friend, John Boyle. JB, welcome to the show. Nice to be here with you, John. It's been a long time since I've seen you. And in honor of this show, I wore the colored shirt today that you used to do all your shows in, in that periwinkle sport jacket. I love it. I love it. And I love your glasses, too, man. Is that a new look for you? No, it's I want to see <laughs> oh, that's great. So, JB, I, I was thinking about this. We met uh, in the mid-80s, I believe, when I was running the Northeast region for the Firestone brand. I was living in Hartford, Connecticut. This is prior to the uh, Bridgestone-Firestone merger that happened in 88. And you and the dad, uh, you, the, the, the captain, I know he loved boating so much, uh, next to tire selling, uh, that was probably his favorite thing. You guys were uh, running and growing Inglewood Tire. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. And uh, he was, he, and that's exactly how he got that name, the captain. He had a boat. He always had a little boat and he always loved being called the captain. So he milked it for everything it was worth. And when you, when you came down to visit us that time, um, we were always, a, we, we had been a Bridgestone distributor for a while. A pretty long while, and uh, we were pretty good customers of theirs. And when you came down, we did a little dance with with each other because you already had a lot of Firestone distribution in our neck of the woods. So we were on our best behavior, and we convinced each other that it was going to be good for us. You to sign us and us to buy a lot of tires from you. Well, you know, it's funny because if I was to be honest with you, uh... That first meeting, I must say, I was uh, I was a little freaked out uh, because you know I'm meeting uh, with Inglewood Tire, I'm meeting with the captain, I'm meeting with you, and it was like, you know, it was pretty intimidating. I was only like 33 years old, so uh, but I do remember your you and your dad, especially your dad, treated me with the utmost respect, and he also educated me about what it was to sit at the table with the big boys, you know. And, well, we and, and that to me meant we were two of the friendliest guys in the tire business. We'd always make you feel welcome. <laughs> well, you were, and you did, and it really made me feel good. So, 
So let's talk about this. We can't talk about Inglewood Tire without talking about your dad. How did he get started in the tire business? He was in the Army Air Corps in, in West Texas, and I guess he finished up there in 1944. So they migrated back to Englewood, New Jersey, where my mom was from. Her dad was the fire chief. He saw a piece of property, so he put a bid in on the piece of property. And he was going to, you know, sell, sell autos, use cars, and do auto repairs. And the fellow he was bidding against was a fellow by the name of Walter Stillman, who'd been a Buick dealer in Englewood, New Jersey since 1908. Well, Stillman got the property and he said to my dad, why don't you come work with us? We'll be partners on this deal. And it lasted about a year because the captain in his uh, enthusiasm to sell used cars undercut the car dealer across the street price-wise. And Mr. <laughs> Stillman said, I don't think this is gonna work out, um, but come, please come to work with us. And that was in 1945. And that lasted until 1989 when they offered to sell the tire business to the Boyle family. And it was a great relationship. They were handshake guys, looked each other in the eye, never needed a contract or a piece of paper to sign. It was a wonderful relationship. Wow. So you and the captain uh, worked together for 25 years, would you say? I would say. So describe your relationship. I've never worked with my dad. I mean, how, how was that? It was great. We had fun for all 25 years. Um, obviously I had a lot of respect for him. He was a great teacher. Um, I did nothing but learn from him the whole way. Nobody ever raised their voice to each other. Uh, had a lot of respect for him. And, and later on, I'm, I'm assuming he respected me as I grew in the business and we just had fun. It was, uh, it was just a good time. You know, it's interesting. You never, you know, just the simplest little thing, like you never raised your voices against each other. And I mean, that's, it seems like nothing, but I got to tell you, that's, that's pretty big. Well, we had fun and, and we made it work. Um, what well, we, we disagreed on things from time to time, but we made it work and the business grew so, and it was fun. So many uh, dealerships are family owned. What, what is the key to working with family? Respect, value each other's opinion, but have fun. Absolutely have fun doing what you're doing. I think those are the three the three elements that just make things work. Okay. So you also told me over the years that uh, relationships are the key to doing this tire business thing. What are your cardinal rules for working with both suppliers and with dealers? And with employees, you got to put the employees in there. Oh, employees too. I'm sorry. You, you just be honest. You do what you say you're going to do. You take good care, whether it's an employee, whether it's a customer, whether it's a supplier. Um, you treat them honestly. You got to do what you say you what you you have to do what you say you're going to do. If you made a commitment, you live up to the commitment. And in the end, you pay for what you bought, and you pay on time because that earns the respect in the industry for uh, for people doing business. You know, I, I can look back over the years and sold you guys a lot of tires and, and, and it's exactly what it was. Once we had a deal, it was a deal and, and you paid and, and you never really got us in trouble and everything was well, everything was good. That's good to know. You know, you were the king of relationships. That was sort of your mantra. This is a relationship business and it's absolutely true. 
whether it's with your employees, with your customers, or with your suppliers, you got to foster that good relationship. Well, thank you for that. Uh, so beginning in 1989, uh, you said the Boyle family became the sole owner of Inglewood Tire, and you took it from one wholesale operation and one retail store to seven wholesale operations and eight retail stores. How did you do all that? You know, as the owner of the business, you can set the direction, but it's, it's your people and it's your customers and it's your, ply, and it's your suppliers that carry you the rest of the way. And we lived, we lived the business the way we lived. Just be honest, do what you say you're going to do and treat people well. And it's, a, it's amazing how much customers want to give you, employees want to work for you, and suppliers want to do business with you when you live by those rules. And we all had fun doing it. That's great. You know, one of my favorite uh, memories of visiting Inglewood Tire was when I would meet with you and your team. We'd go up to the conference room, and uh, you would always ask me for the weather report. You remember those days? We had a big whiteboard at the end of the conference room table, and we'd say, John, give us a weather report. And you would draw your version of what the United States looked like. It was a little lopsided, you know, in the Northeast especially. But you'd take us through the country telling us what this guy was doing on the West Coast, this guy was doing in Texas. You entertained our management staff for a half hour with that weather report. It was great. We miss it. Yeah, I miss, I miss those days too. And, uh, you know, it was fun because, you know, obviously I knew what was going on in, in all of North America and it was easy for me to kind of fill you guys in because you might not read about it entire review till 30 or 60 or 90 days down the road. So, uh, mm. Definitely a lot of fun. And we've shared, JB, a lot of memories over the years. I mean, a lot of memories. I remember uh, everything from digging a hole in hot sand in Japan to uh, in Sydney, Australia for climbing that bridge and many other things. What memories do you have of our good times together? Let's talk a minute about, about the three trips that were very memorable. And we'll take that first one in Japan um there was a night that uh, you said to all and there were maybe how many guys on the trip a dozen yeah. dozen customers you said all right fellas tonight uh, we're going to go out and uh, when you go to your ho your groom in the hotel you're going to find the robe put the robe on all you need to wear under the robe is a pair of underpants and your sneakers and we're going to get down and have a little dinner then we're going to go out and have a little fun now, it, it's maybe a little intimidating because we had no idea what was in store for us but it started out with a with a, a big long table and these wooden barrels of sake and that set the tone for the night and uh you made sure uh or the wait waiters waitresses made sure that our glasses were always full and when we were done dinner we got in a little minivan i guess and we went to the karaoke factory the karaoke studio whatever you call it where um, probably none of the 12 people had ever gone and done that before, but you had us primed. You primed the pump with all that sake. So everybody <laughs> got up and sang, and we had a great time. Very good. It was a great trip. Uh, ate a lot of food that we've never seen before, and uh, it was a great trip. And on that trip, you showed up with two duffel bags with about 100 pounds of chocolate. So when everybody uh, got a little hungry, you were always there in the van ready to take care of us. You know, Shu uh, uh, Ishibashi, my boss at the time, and now he's our global chairman in Tokyo, running the whole big show and doing a great job. 
he uh, he always said, Jenny G, you do Chicago, I do Tokyo. And boy, he, he took us to the best of the best. And, and uh, you know, you experience things in different cultures and different lives. And, and uh, it was, you know, yeah, I mean, it was just like, yeah, you put that thing on and all you got is your underwear and you're getting out in the public. And it's like, what's going on? You know, <laughs> it was a great trip. We had that big sand pit, and 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 I didn't quite understand it. And Shu goes, "No, here's what you're going to do. You're going to dig a hole for John Boyle in this hot sand. It was a room that was maybe I don't know, a uh, hundred by a hundred feet, and and it was just sand. And but it was so hot that when you dug it, and then you would lay in it, and then I would cover you up to here with hot sand, and it would just take all the stress out of your body. You know, yeah, and you it and was the, the coolest thing I've ever seen." You and the other 12 guys on the trip all pointing shovels at me. It was great. <laughs> the great Kim still claims, Kim, Kim still claims I, I had uh, uh, sand coming out of my underwear for about a week after that trip. <laughs> Let's talk about two other memories. Um, how many people did you take to the Grand Prix of Monaco? We took 150 uh, couples, 100 uh, dealers. Okay, so we're on a small cruise ship parked outside the harbor in Monaco. And we tended in for dinners. We tended in for the race day, the Grand Prix of Monaco. That's not something that uh, those hundred people that you took on the trip will ever do again and ever did before. It was another fabulous trip, great memories. And we thank you, Bridgestone, and thank you, John Gamow, for that one. It was great. Uh, that was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. And then the third big memory was the trip to Australia and New Zealand, where probably pretty much the same group of people that was on that were you know were on the other trips um and the highlight of this trip was uh, the wedding of john gamoff and kim it was fabulous <laughs> it's great you know it was uh, it was funny because the biggest fear i always had in my career everybody say is like uh, if you get in front of a bunch of dealers they're going to come up to you and ask you this question like uh are you afraid of uh, they're going to say about back orders or something? I go, no, it's not about that. They'd always ask like, so when are you and Kim going to get married? And it's like, mm. and she would always say, you know what, we're not ready. And then it would shut down the conversation. So when I knew I was getting close to the end of my career, I said, you know, this is the right thing to do. And we got this trip to Australia. So I walked up and uh, met with our uh, vice chairman, uh, Asioka Nishiyama. We called him Duke and then uh, Mark Emkes. And, uh, I said, hey, guys, do you mind on this trip if uh, Kim and I get married on the beach one day? And they go, oh, no, go ahead, go for it. So that it really did work out well. And it was a surprise to everybody, actually. Yeah, it was great. Three great really trips, nice. three great memories. So, JB, you sold your wholesale operation about 10 years ago, 2011. Why did you decide to sell? Well, a couple of reasons. Uh, I I came home to Kathy one night. I, I said, you know, all of my key people, a lot of them were starting to retire. I said, I'm, I'm as the owner of the business, I don't get to retire. So with that feeling that I had, you know, it was at a time where there was tremendous consolidation going on in the industry. And uh, we had one large company try to buy us and didn't work out. And it was good that it didn't work out. And then we revisited it um, some years later. I don't remember how many years later. And, and this time it did work out. And uh, it was just what was going on in the industry. And, uh, you know, I was getting older and uh, didn't have as much steam as I had when I was younger. So all the stars lined up and it was just the right time to do it. 
So in the last 10 years, how would you say the distribution network for tires have changed? Well, there's a lot less distributors out there for one because of the consolidation. And the other big factor that's gone into it is that uh, some of the manufacturers has, have jumped into the distribution business. And, uh, you know, had we stayed, we'd be competing with them. And, uh, and, and I understand why they did it. They did it to protect their distribution. And it was probably smart on their part to do it. But uh, the way everything worked out, it was the right time. And here we are 10 years later, 11 years later now. But now you still have, what, eight retail locations under the banner of uh, ETD Discount Tire Centers. Tell us about that business and, and what is your role today? My role would be uh, real estate, uh, insurance, banking. And uh, if somebody wants my opinion or a little help with suppliers, some of our vendors, I get involved with that because I know, I know all the guys and I have good sure. relationships with them. But the business today is run by my son-in-law, Kevin Scully, who's doing a great job. The retail business last year made more money than it's ever made before in its history. So he's doing a good job. And uh, when he asks for my help, I'm happy to give it, but he's doing pretty well on his own. Yeah, I got to spend a little time with Kevin a few years ago when I was out on my market research deal. And uh, we were eating dinner somewhere in the East Coast somewhere. And and nice young man, and uh, hey, I'm you're happy. I mean, you're, you're I'm sure you're happy about having family back in the business again, you know. And now, did I hear a rumor you're expanding also now? We have two more stores, uh, um, not not out of the ground builds, but uh, we're gonna we bought two places. We're gonna rehab them in two great markets: uh, Hackensack, New Jersey, and Bergenfield, New Jersey. Solid blue collar towns. Hackensack's the county seat, and. Uh, we need to fix the buildings up a little bit to our standards, but uh, we should be in business there in the next six months, probably in both of them. So are all your stores in New Jersey then? All in North Jersey, you know, three counties, okay. four counties in North Jersey. So we've gone back and rehabbed uh, seven of the eight older stores. So they're all show places now. All of them have a common look. They, they just look great. They're very inviting. And uh, we're proud of what we've done with the retail now. So we're gonna keep that going. I wanna add one more thing. A number of times, I don't remember how many, a number of times you came to us on the day before the last day of the month and said, JB, I need a little help from you. I said, what do you need, John? Uh, I'm trying to prove a point. He said, could you possibly buy 30 or 40,000 tires tomorrow? And we always said to you, absolutely, we'll do it. And we did it. And you helped us, and uh, there aren't—I—I I don't know of anybody else in the industry that could have made that call. And and the dealers say, "Sure, I'd be happy to do it for you." So you put fun in the business. We appreciated what you did for us, and it was a great relationship. From well, oh, thank you. You. <laughs> thank you. Well, it's that's what it's all about, and and thank you for those kind words. It's. Uh, you know, I, I don't think if somebody said you could do anything else in our lives, we'd do anything other than the tire business, right? It was great. It was absolutely great. It is a people business. Maybe that's a little lacking today with what's going on. But as you said, people do business with people. And it's that simple. All right, my friend. Well, stay healthy. We'll uh, look forward to seeing you in the future. Say hello to your uh, lovely bride, Kathy, and, and the rest of the family. Thanks for everything.
Thank you. See ya. You don't need magic to disappear for a while because Firestone tires were built for ticking off mile markers. Firestone Destination LE3 tires for 70,000 miles of exploring. Whatever you drive, drive a Firestone.